abruptly downward once more. As they followed the curve, the land changed around them. The slope to their right angled upward more sharply than before, while on the far side of the road a black ravine yawned. White metal guardrails marked that precipice, but they were barely visible in the sheeting snow. A second or two before they came out of the curve, Lindsay had a premonition of danger. She said, Hatch... Perhaps Hatch sensed trouble, too, for even as Lindsay spoke, he gently applied the brakes, cutting their speed slightly. A downgrade straightaway lay beyond the bend, and a beer distributor's large truck was halted at an angle across two lanes, just fifty or sixty feet in front of them. Lindsay tried to say, Oh, God, but her voice was locked within her. While making a delivery to one of the area ski resorts, the trucker evidently had been surprised by the blizzard, which had set in only a short while ago, but half a day ahead of the forecaster's predictions. Without benefit of snow chains, the big truck tires churned ineffectively on the icy pavement as the driver struggled desperately to bring his rig around and get it moving again. Cursing under his breath, but otherwise as controlled as ever, Hatch eased his foot down on the brake pedal. He dared not jam it to the floor and risk sending the Honda into a deadly spin. In response to the glare of the car headlights, the trucker looked through his side window. Across the rapidly closing gap of night and snow, Lindsay saw nothing of the man's face but a pallid oval and twin cherry holes where the eyes should have been, a ghostly countenance, as if some malign spirit was at the wheel of that vehicle, or death himself. Hatch was heading for the outermost of the two ascending lanes, the only part of the highway not blocked. Lindsay wondered if other traffic was coming uphill, hidden from them by the truck. Even at reduced speed, if they collided head-on, they would not survive. In spite of Hatch's best efforts, the Honda began to slide. The tail end came around to the left, and Lindsay found herself swinging away from the stranded truck. The smooth, greasy, out-of-control motion was like the transition between scenes in a bad dream— Her stomach twisted with nausea, and although she was restrained by a safety harness, she instinctively pressed her right hand against the door and her left against the dashboard, bracing herself. Hang on, Hatch said, turning the wheel where the car wanted to go, which was his only hope of regaining control. But the slide became a sickening spin, and the Honda rotated 360 degrees, as if it were a carousel without calliope, around, around, until the truck began to come into view again. For an instant, as they glided downhill, still turning, Lindsay was certain the car would slip safely past the other vehicle. She could see beyond the big rig now, and the road below was free of traffic. Then the front bumper on Hatch's side caught the back of the truck. Tortured metal shrieked. The Honda shuddered and seemed to explode away from the point of collision, slamming backward into the guardrail. Lindsay's teeth clacked hard enough to ignite sparks of pain in her jaws all the way into her temples and the hand braced against the dashboard bent painfully at the wrist. Simultaneously, the strap of the shoulder harness, which stretched diagonally across her chest from right shoulder to left hip, abruptly cinched so tight that her breath burst from her. The car rebounded from the guardrail, not with sufficient momentum to reconnect with the truck, but with so much torque that it pivoted 360 degrees again. As they spun and glided past the truck, Hatch fought for control, but the steering wheel jerked erratically back and forth, tearing through his hand so violently that he cried out as his palms were abraded. Suddenly, the moderate gradient appeared precipitously steep, 
like the water-greased spillway of an amusement park flume ride. Lindsay would have screamed if she could have drawn breath. But although the safety strap had loosened, a diagonal line of pain still cut across her chest, making it impossible to inhale. Then she was rattled by a vision of the Honda skating in a long glissade to the next bend in the road, crashing through the guardrail, tumbling out into the void, and the image was so horrifying that it was like a blow, knocking breath back into her. As the Honda came out of the second rotation, the entire driver's side slammed into the guardrail, and they slid thirty or forty feet without losing contact, to the accompaniment of a grinding, screeching, scraping of metal against metal. Showers of yellow sparks plumed up, mingling with the falling snow, like swarms of summer fireflies that had flown through a time warp into the wrong season. The car shuddered to a halt, canted up slightly at the front left corner, evidently hooked on a guard post.